from Sydney. Connecting now. To the world. To the world. No gossip, no bullying, no shaming. Just the inspiring stuff. This is Celebrity Kind with your host, Nahal. Celebrity Kind. Hello and welcome to the Celebrity Kind podcast. I'm your host, Nahal, and this is not your typical celebrity news show. We don't do gossip here. This is the podcast about how famous people are using their power and influence to make the world a little better. Now, a lot of this stuff goes unnoticed by the mainstream media, which is why I started my site, CelebrityKind.com. And this week, you'll find stories on there about Portia de Rossi making thousands of face shields for medical staff in California, Amal and George Clooney donating to coronavirus relief organizations around the world, and of course, all the amazing moments from that epic One World Global Citizen Together at Home concert put together with the help of Lady Gaga. You can find all these inspiring stories and much more at www.celebritykind.com. All right, my guest today is ARIA award-winning, multi-platinum selling recording artist, Gary Pinto. If you're young and cool, you'll know him from The X Factor Australia, The Voice, Dancing with the Stars. He's one of the most respected musicians in this country and has worked with some of the biggest names in the industry, including Kylie Minogue, Stevie Wonder and Jimmy Barnes. Now, if you're slightly less young, but still totally cool like me, you'll remember him as the lead singer of 90s R&B group CDB. Do you remember those guys? They had so many hits. Let's Groove was the big one, right? So I'm going to chat to Gary about his CDB days and how the band's back together now. But also, you know, he's been doing some wonderful work with international aid organization Caritas, and he's going to tell us more about it. So my chat with Gary is coming up right after this message. Two of my favourite things in the world are people who are making a positive difference and chocolate. So when I heard about That Chocolate movement, I had to tell you more. That Chocolate is a vegan, allergy-friendly, mind-blowingly delicious bar of chocolate made right here in Australia. And for every bar of chocolate you buy through That Chocolate movement, one meal is donated to a child in poverty. They've donated tens of thousands of meals to hungry kids so far, so if you're after a yummy treat and you want to do some good in the world too, check out thatchocolatemovement.com. And for a discount, use CelebKind at the checkout. Gary Pinto, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me now. All right. On a scale of one to Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's hanging out with his ponies and enjoying daily jacuzzi (laughs) sessions, how much are you enjoying isolation right now? Oh, well, I I reckon I'm enjoying it uh, marky mark. No. (laughs) 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 Because I think I'm I'm just, uh, I've been home for the first time in about I can't even remember how many years, decades, a decade and a half at least. Yeah, because so, you're always touring, right? Yeah. So um, my wife and 15-month-old child, are just we're just enjoying the time, you know, it's, uh, cooking meals at home and I've been cleaning gutters and oh, wow. re- recording from home and, and doing different things that, that I wouldn't usually do. So even the house is looking, you it's know, looking renovated in, in a way. So. But um, we've really been enjoying the time together, and, and the priceless time I've had for the, with my little baby is um, is just uh, never to be, you know. Yeah. Repeated, really. It's amazing. It's a, a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. It's different for parents, right? Not being able to sort of just take your kids out, or um, you yes. know, they want to run around and they want to, you know, go out and play. And they probably, you know, your daughter's too young to understand what's going on, right? Yes, yes. Well, th- at the moment, she's entertained probably five hours a day by the Wiggles. We're we're, yeah. we're permanently hearing the Wiggles. Um, 
So we we were with her constantly, and she loves the songs that they play, and she sort of dances along. And yeah, but every time they speak, she says uh, 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 she wants me to fast forward the dialogue. She just wants <laughs> she the just music. Wants the so. music. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she must get it from her daddy, right? <laughs> I think. And mum's a singer too. Oh, is so that right? Kind of, yeah, Amazing. So and you just celebrated your um ten year wedding anniversary with your wife. Yeah, is that right? Um, Congratulations! Yeah. Amazing. Thanks, Nahal. Thank you. It was it's been a very um incredible ten years. So um. I've been very blessed to have Natasha in my life, and uh, she's a gift. One of the you know, Natasha and my daughter Joy are the biggest gifts in my life. So Aww, very grateful. Amazing. Mm. Did you actually get to celebrate, or were you already in isolation by then? No, we we're just about to hit isolation. So I think where was I? We were, I was doing Dancing with the Stars at the time. So I, yeah. I, we we're just finishing up on that weekend the dancing, I think, and. Um, we ended up uh, celebrating it on, the, on a Wednesday night instead of a, a Sunday or something like that, that yeah. to that effect. But it was still great, you know. We and it was just about to hit isolation, so um, oh, it, so you it just good. got in, great. Yeah. All right. So if we were not in the midst of a pandemic, Gary, what would you be doing right now? Supposed to be at, at um, Blues Fest with Guy Sebastian actually oh, around right. this time. So um, we 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 just caught up on a Zoom meeting yesterday or a couple of days ago. The whole band got together with you know a, a beer or a glass of wine and just said, "This is what we'll be doing after the gig." So we just hung out for two hours and, and just <laughs> talked to each other and you know had a had a nice um, get together because uh, you know there's so many gigs that we are slated for. Well, I was also working on the Masked Singer that's been postponed, so that's postponed to later in the year. And there's another um, a couple of television shows, The Voice, that yeah. we we're working on. So it's all kind of coinciding at this at this one time. So. It's um, just not being in an airport or a studio. It's kind of uh, – I love the work and they're great people to work with. But it's a com- completely different uh, life here to have, you know, the yeah. stillness, which is it's another gift in itself. It is. You know, and it's really great that you can sort of recognize that you can find the positive in, in this mm. very strange situation, I guess. Mm. You now you and the guys from CDB got back together a couple of years ago after decades yeah. of being apart. What has yeah. that been like for you all? Oh, it's incredible! It's like putting your best jacket on. It really is. <laughs> like you, you put, it feels so good. And and the, the amazing thing is, we used to practice five days a week for like five or six years. So we we know each other backwards. We know where we where each other are on stage. We know everyone can just literally. We we hadn't sung together in a number of years and. We just somebody said, um, "Can you sing a song?" And we just broke into the same parts that we did <laughs> for the part, it, perfectly, and it was like, we couldn't believe. But it, it's just in your, it's in our system. So the body does things like we used to dance for you know an hour and a half on stage together. It just it's it just came back, back. yeah, it comes back in. And the, the benefit of touring together, we used to do um, recently. We did a couple of shows. We did Keith Sweat uh, tour, and we got to meet Teddy Riley and hang out with our heroes. You know, wow. So uh, when we we're touring every every two shows. We do. I'd lose three kilos every two shows because we're nonstop moving and and in that kind of music in nineties R and B, you are really engaged and 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 the movements now. In like I see the kids on TikTok and and the kids um doing stuff uh, in the, the all minus Chris Brown. Chris Brown's you know you know it's very physical in his movement, but yeah. the nineties R and B was really physical and and really you know stuff from the Running Man to all that kind of stuff. It is. Full body engagement. Yeah. <laughs> so really, it's great for fitness. So we, we loved 
the side effect of, of being together as well. We were all getting fit at the same time. So How good is that? Yeah, and amazing. It is, it's like, it sounds like, you know, riding a bike, like you might not do it for years and years and years, but it's, you, you've sort of tapped back into that memory, haven't you, of like how to Absolutely. move your body and how to, that's great. Yeah. And so did you always stay in touch with everyone? Yeah, because my, my brother is one of the group yes. and my cousin, Danny, is like my cousin really. So, yeah. you know, I'm Indian, so everyone's a cousin or an auntie yeah. and uncle. So. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and Andy, yeah, and Andy's always, you know, been a dear friend. So we've been in touch and and uh, when we, we've got approached by Warners to do a record and they said, um, would you consider, you know, doing the band again? We said, yeah, let's, let's. And, and literally the first day in the studio, it was just, it, it's, it's like another, you know, I've been in many bands over the past 25 years and, and and some of the you know the most incredible bands and and just to be with these guys it was just like I don't know the most natural thing again you know it's yeah. natural we started when we were fifteen years old so it's just wow uh, yeah and when you get to the airport you see each other at the airport there's no there's nothing but uh, it's like a brotherhood you know there's no dynamic of um, hierarchy or anything it's just brotherhood you just together you do your thing you're in it equally. And there's there's no fuss or anything. It's great. So, were you 15 years old when the band was together? Yeah, so wow. about 15, yeah. So we 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 got um, signed when we were 17 and 18. Oh, so still in high was, school, right? Yeah, yeah. We, I, I had to. Um, I was uh, first year uni. My brother was in year 12, and um, we we were at uh, a friend of mine. I auditioned for a band, and I. At the day I auditioned, I cracked, my voice cracked. And the guy goes, you know, thanks for coming. It's been great, but um, we will call you. He didn't call me anyway. So I, knew, yeah. I went and ended up going to um, a nightclub probably two or three weeks later, and I saw this guy, and he came up to me. He goes, you're a singer, right? I go, yeah, yeah. He goes, can you come to um, tomorrow night to uh, Steve Weizard? Peter Andre's playing. I need two singers. He goes, bring a friend. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got Andrew De Silva from the group, and we went to Steve Weizard. And we sang with Peter Andre, and then he goes, "Can you do Hey Hey with me?" I said, "Yeah, yeah." We went and did Hey Hey, and then um, at Hey Hey, he, we're warming up. He goes, "Can you come to the studio and, and record my, my record?" I said, "Yeah, yeah." So we got the other four, two boys, and we went to the studio. And for the next sort of month, we recorded every night with Peter his first album. Wow! And so it was beautiful. And Molly Meldrum was there, and he was so good to us. Molly, was such a champion for us, and he sort of. He said, you know, um, at the end of the month, we were, you were all getting on like best friends. You know, Peter's still a dear friend. He said, Peter's going on tour. Can you go on tour with him? We said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, Madonna. We said, no problem. So we ended up 17 wow. years old on tour with Madonna. And then we got record deals because at the time we'd shopped our deals to the record companies and they said, oh, you, you know, we're not sure about you guys. Uh, ethnicity was different. We're, yeah. we're Indian Australians and Sri Lankan Australians. You know, R&B was new in the country. So they said, you know, we're, we're passing. And then we, when we were on tour with Peter and Madonna, they said, here's a deal. Four, four record companies came forward. So we ended up signing with Sony and then going on from there. That is incredible. What a ride. Like mm. it was just meant to be, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a blessing. And our parents were you know, always praying for us in the background because we'd, we'd be months. We'd go to Asia for a month. We'd call them once in a month, you know. Yeah. So we, we were just engrossed in this career. We had like I could count on, my, on one hand. In a year and a half, the days off we had, it was just insane. Wow. And so mm. what was that sudden fame like for you being a teenager and, and you know, suddenly touring with Madonna and Peter Andre? Mm, it was amazing. But we in those days, it was we were so focused. As I said before, we practiced five days a week. So we were so focused on the, the art and, and making sure that we were doing the best we could and the routines were tight and we were singing our best and we, we never sort of um, – 
I don't know. And you know, Instagram wasn't around, and fame wasn't a big yeah. for us. It wasn't a big thing. You know, we we just enjoyed being able to work and and tour the world and 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 meet good people and you know go to these after parties with you know the people we used to be play music with. So we we enjoyed ourselves, you know, as as kids and. Yeah, it's an amazing time in our lives. That's so interesting to hear because I interviewed Keno McQuinney from Big Mountain Band a little while ago who sang oh, the, the Baby I Love Your Way and, you know, it yeah. made it onto the Reality Bites soundtrack, which just blew up. Yes. And he said that the sudden fame, and he was quite young too when that, all that happened, he said the sudden fame was so much at that age and he, you know, he ended up cutting off his dreadlocks so that people would stop recognising him on the oh, streets, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, Was yeah. it ever that intense for you guys? Like would you walk down the street and just be like, oh, no, they've yeah. recognised me? Well, I, I used to stop. I, I did definitely go stop going to, out and go to shopping centers and going to places because I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, you know, we weren't like you know today. I look at Guy Sebastian or or, um, or Jimmy Barnes or someone like that, and they're recognised from people from five years old or three years old to ninety years old. They're yeah. seen by everybody. Yeah. But we were recognised by a band of people. So like from twelve years old to twenty years old. You know, girls would usually recognize us in that kind of area. And that made me feel very self-conscious. So I did definitely sort of hide and and I started getting more involved in my faith and and sort of I did see the trappings of that kind of life and I didn't want it any longer. So I did, I actually did shave my head, went to India, shave my head. (gasps) No way. Uh, So you did the same thing. (laughs) There you go. We went on a pilgrimage and went into to a, a retreat, a Catholic retreat in Cochin and, and, you know, said to God, you know, I'm rededicating my life and, and I'm going to definitely um, start giving everything I can to serve you because you're the only real thing in, in the world, really. I mean, everything else we could see was fading and, and, you know, that's what you do see. And the gentleman from Big Mountain would have seen it too. Everything that is, is temporary and, 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 and glittering at the start is, is worthless, you know? Yeah, it's a funny truth that we don't see if we're not famous, right? And Gary, you mentioned before that the ethnicity was a little bit of an issue and, you know, right now representation is such a hot topic. Did you realise back in the 90s when CDB first started gaining exposure did you realise how significant it was to have your faces on mainstream Australian television? We had no idea. We, we, we were kids hanging in Dandenong. So, I mean, like, at 17 years old, everyone we hung around with, in Dandenong it was all Mauritian, South African, Indian, Filipino, and yeah. Sri Lankan. Yeah. That's what it was. So we never knew that, I mean, now, even when we used to play soccer, even you know, 15 years ago, I'd play soccer with an inner city Melbourne team. They would say, Hey man, the further out we go in the suburbs, these people seem to know you. The closer we get to the city, like Turak and these people don't know. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. So we, we grew up with Mauritians, South Africans, Sri Lankans, Indians. So that didn't seem any different to us, no, but to the yeah. mainstream media. And we'd do, go and do gigs at pubs, the places we never sort of grew up in. And people would go, Hey, play some chisel, man. And we're like, what do you mean, plays and chisel? We, we're R&B. <laughs> and, and so, so we would um, – it, it, it became sort of more prevalent to us when, when we, we would see sparks of it, you know. We'd get the yeah. deal. The record company would send uh, representatives to the, to the concert and they would say – the companies would ask – are the guys good looking enough to? They would ask these strange questions. We think, what what is it about? Is it about music or is it about the way you, you look? Know? Yeah, yeah. And look, important question: 
what exactly does CDB stand for? Because I remember sitting around at lunchtime in high school and, you know, we didn't have phones then like we do now where we could just look things up and get the answers <laughs> straight away. We would yeah. go home and search through our Dolly and Cleo magazines for interviews <laughs> with you guys and none of yeah. us really ever knew what it stood for. And, you know, just yeah. before this interview, I was like, I'm going to Google it. I'm going to find out what it means. And there are all yeah. these different theories about what it stands yeah. for. So I still don't actually yeah. know. I know it's terrible. I saw something we didn't really know for a while. Anyway, so so, so initially, um, it means uh, stands for create, dream, believe. So, <gasps> Amazing. But, yeah, but initially it was um, a graffiti gra- a graffiti group. So Brennan and Danny and Brad were all graffiti artists. So they would write the letter CDB, um, you know, on you know on their pieces around the place. And, yeah. And uh, they said these these two leaders look really good together. You know the way we draw them. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and that's how it started. Big, yeah, and that's how it started. So it eventually morphed into create, dream, believe. Amazing! Yeah. And here you guys are, thirty years later, still creating and dreaming and believing. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. So, Gary, Mm. I wanted you on the show today because you do some great work with Caritas Australia, which for our listeners, it's an international aid organisation that's working to end poverty around the world. And to be clear, it's a Catholic organisation, but the assistance that Caritas gives is to people of all faiths, which is really great. Um, So, firstly, how did you get involved with them? Well, I I was walking the street about – Three months ago, I've always loved Caritas and the work they do because I've grown up seeing their boxes for Crozier Compassion. A lot, of, you know, millions of people have seen these boxes, and every Lent, they, these boxes go out, and people put money into them and and give them back. and 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 we've known that they serve the poor in the most remote places in the, in parts of the world. So I've always known that. But about um, maybe four or five months ago, I was walking the street in Sydney, and this lady. Passed me and she said, "Excuse me, are you are you Father Rob Galea?" I said, "No, no, no, no. I'm 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 a, I'm a musician. I know, you know, this um, Father Rob. We work with him actually." And um, she said, "Oh, because I work for Caritas." And and um, I said, "Well, if you ever need any music for your stuff, I'm happy to write you a song or, or anything you need because I know the work you do is incredible. I want to help." Anyway, two days later, she, um, this lady Sue uh, loaned me from Caritas email. She goes can you think about writing a song for us? I said, absolutely. So I spoke with her about what they do and, and the, the fact that they walk alongside the poor and they don't, um, Caritas doesn't go and try and implement their own strategies in a community. They will go to a community and, and speak with the locals about how the locals can imbue and, and, and transform the community with the funding of Caritas. So I, um, I came up with the title Walk With Me and wrote a song called Walk With Me. So um, that's how we became involved on, on this in this project. And, mm. you know, it's a funny time because we're all thinking about ourselves right now, aren't we? You know, how will I get through today mm. in isolation? How will my mm. kids get through today? And I know it's not the case with everyone, but for those of us who do have the option to stay in a safe home, we really are so fortunate. That's right. And um, I feel, you know, from my understanding of Caritas, it's they're trying to get everyone to just think outside that box for a minute and think about all those people mm. who don't have, who aren't in the same situation situation as us. Can That's you right. tell me a little bit, for example, about what's happening in India? We have, as you said, we have homes and we have apartments and we have places that we can actually lay our head. But a lot of people in India are sheltering in trees and they've got absolutely nowhere to, to stay. So, um, And these places don't have the government assistance that we have. You know, We, we are able to get payments and, and we're able to be reached by, 
places and, and family. We have surrounding people that can help us, but Caritas uh, are able to get there to these people. So they go to where charities otherwise don't go and they find too expensive or too difficult to get to. And the fact that they reach these people, they'll go into homes that have a number of disabled people in the homes and they've reached homes in India and Bangladesh and, and, and just help feed them and, and nourish them and take care of them through this time, especially through this time, yeah. is such an important thing. You know, they believe in the rights of all people to live a life of dignity yeah. and, and, you know, and the breaking down the systems that, uh, that, that perpetrate the poverty and hurt, you know. Yeah. So they're absolutely. incredible people. And, of course, there are, you know, the refugee camps like Cox's Bazaar in Bangladesh. I mean, there are millions yes. of Rohingyas absolutely. who are there and now they're at risk of contracting coronavirus and it could literally wipe them out. I mean, it's just, mm. it's really devastating. Um, but there's just, there's something, you know, really, I suppose, special in this idea of helping people that you've never met. And, yes. uh, I, I mean, I think it's a really wonderful thing, but then there are so many people who, you know, they'll say, oh, well, why don't you help people at home first? I mean, I think if we, we, we are able to, and we do definitely do help people at home, and we, we it's a different reality, to, to be honest. It's a completely different reality. We have food, we have shelter, we have so much here. and But our brothers and sisters in the other side of the world, in the most remote places, don't have that infrastructure that can support them. And this is where character steps in, you know? Yeah. Everybody deserves their own dignity. That's how we've been created. Every man and woman and child deserves to be uh, live a dignified life. So that's Absolutely. the basic human right. That's, that's why this work is, is so important. Yeah. And um, uh, I, I think we're so blessed in this country to have what we have. The, the government are helping us and supporting us through this time. But in countries like India, PNG, um, you know, Bangladesh, they don't have that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's so difficult yeah. to compare. And, you know, I always say it doesn't matter where your kindness lies, as long as it's happening, that is a good thing. And as you said, Caritas does do some amazing work right here in Australia anyway. Yeah. So, Oh, yeah. absolutely. And and the thing is, in, in helping others and giving to others, we do receive as well. I mean, the, the amount of um, to, to bless somebody else and to, to really – Oh my gosh! You, you see the stories on the Caritas website, and of, of the some of the just the, the you know there's twelve stories I think there. You see the life changes, and that is generational. One of the stories is there's a lady from India who uh, who's got a disability, and they the simplest thing they supplied her with was a, a, a trike that she could ride to work with, right? And then then they helped her form a stall. She's able to support her family now. And you see the dignity that she receives in not being treated as a, as in, in some countries like India and Sri Lanka, they, if you have a disability, they treat you as a, as a second class citizen is not being treated that way any longer. You know, yeah. these things are, um, so, uh, essential in, in, in lifting up those who are, you know, don't deserve to have this life of, 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 um, of struggle. No one deserves that life, you know? Um, I hear you've got a jam sesh coming up with Diesel. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Absolutely. So um, we have an incredible honour to be able to have 10 of Australia's, my favourite artists in Australia, actually. So uh, Diesel is one of my heroes. And um, uh, Matt Gresham, there's a 
um, Carmen Smith, Mahalia Barnes, uh, Nathaniel, some of the greatest artists that I know and, and some of the most beautiful hearts and singers. We're doing a show which is a, a lounge room concerts for Caritas to raise money for them and to raise money for the you know, most marginalised across the world and it's called Walk With Me and um, we're really, really looking forward to so From their lounge rooms, the musicians are sending in their songs in aid of this concert to raise money. Cool. So we can watch it on online, can we? Absolutely. Saturday, 9th of May. Okay. So um, online and it's it'll be at 6 p.m. on 9th of May on Saturday. For more information, you know, about Caritas and all the amazing work they do, check out caritas.org.au. That's C-A-R-I-T-A-S.org.au. Gary, what's the first thing you're going to do when all this craziness is over? Uh, I think maybe go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but have you been like working out at home anyway? Yes, I, a I little have bit. Been, uh, yeah, I've got the, I've got this app called Shred, which is like um, yeah, it helps. It, it, it's really I mean, I'll put um, um Andrew De Silva onto it and a few of my friends, and they <laughs> they're coming back really pumped. They come uh, Andrew's last few weeks at um at uh, Dancing with the Stars we did together, he came in like his chest was out and I said, you have been doing shred. He goes, yes, I have. (laughs) (laughs) uh, So it's between that and also I've got an axe at the moment and I'm chopping down all the dead branches in the backyard. So that's really helped me a lot. Oh, that's so great. (laughs) Oh, look, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Oh, you too. Thank you now. You're doing amazing stuff. That jam session Gary was talking about doing with Diesel and a bunch of other celebrities, it's happening on the 9th of May and it's free. It's all online. More details to come soon. Make sure you check out Caritas Australia's website or follow them on Instagram at C-A-R-I-T-A-S-A-U-S-T. You can follow Gary too, by the way. His handle is Gary Pinto Music. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you tell your friends, leave a positive review, share your favourite app, and I'll be chatting to some more celebrities soon. Bye. For more inspiring celebrity news, truth, and kindness, check out celebritykind.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening to Celebrity Kind.